welcome to another episode of Vice Versa. Today, I have Massa on my left, Eli, as usual. Yay, yay. We have Marwa in the background. What up, what up? Gangsta shit. Her <laughs> <laughs> older sister on my right. <laughs> hello, hello. Anyway, so we're going to be talking today about um, modernism in the sense of religion, culture, and um, education, home, new families, new generations. So we're all here adults mm-hmm. over the age of 25. And uh, eventually, people want to build families. One is recently married. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering... So your husband is Tunisian too? Yes. Okay, so that eliminates all the cultural and, you know. Well, he lived over there most of his life and I'm born here. So it's it's a little bit different. Oh, But that's it, even better. Yeah. That's even another dynamic. So, yeah. okay, how different are we talking about here? Um, I mean, he lived all his life in Tunisia. I mean, it's it's kind of more intense, the culture, I guess, over there than what I... I'm born here, so I guess like I have like more You've of been a, back yeah, to Tunisia? Yeah, yeah, we've been a couple of times in Tunisia. So yeah, but only for vacation, right? Yeah. We haven't really been into it. It's just, you know. You didn't study there, you didn't work there. You don't exactly. Have every day. Like, yeah, exactly. So he has like a good Tunisian culture, intense Tunisian culture. I always call him. So, so I have to ask because most people are going to be Tunis, asking, yeah. <laughs> did you ship him or he came here? No, he came here before, yeah. It was an Amazon Prime delivery type of... <laughs> <laughs> I made the order, no. <laughs> no, because it's still very common today. I have actually a friend of mine, uh, Mark. Mm. Congratulations to him. He got married in Lebanon and he... Pre- pre-ordered <laughs> his... How's that, how's that going for him? <laughs> I saw the picture. They looked happy in the picture. They looked happy. I, I don't know if he's back or not. <laughs> But uh, it's still being, you know. Okay, he's done. working on her coming here. Exactly. Okay. And I was watching that Indian show, um, The Indian Wedding Planner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. So that's what gave me the idea of this podcast, to be honest, because it's, it's still today. It's this, the show pretty much speaks about a, a wedding, uh, not a wedding, a uh, matchmaker. It's a like their mom, their, mom, their mom matches them. It, yeah. They pay somebody yeah. to But actually find them. You know, candidates, literally. It's like The Bachelor. It's on uh, Netflix? Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Netflix. So I started with my daughter and I was like, you know, a lot of people are very extremely happy out of the process. Yeah. But would you guys be, okay, well, you're married, but would you have been open to the idea? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Without hesitating. No, no, no. Because no. you need to know the person? Uh, absolutely. I need to know the person. I need to But know. they still go through a process of talking, dating, meeting. For not, what, a month? Not, two months? Not everyone, though, eh? M- my brother is uh, is uh, is married. Um, traditional? Uh, traditional, yeah. Which one? I mean. Okay. Yeah, he's he's shout arranged. Out. Shout out to my brother and me. <laughs> She's and a hype man. She's both dead. Tomorrow, bad boys, baby. Tomorrow is turning into a gangster. <laughs> the, the revenge. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. And how's that going for him? His wife is beyond amazing. So who 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 found her? It's actually a matchmaker. Okay, it's, so that exists in Tunisia. Yeah, he went to like one of his man friend. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And he's like, I want to find a wife. And he's like, yeah, I got you one. 
and then they met and they clicked and was now, it like mosque related or was it uh, yeah. tunisian related because yeah. i'm like there's different levels to this i think it's mosque because she's half tunisian half moroccan oh okay yeah so and yeah. she was living where here or there yeah she was living in Brossard, so okay she so she was here. already here yeah she was already here but not too expensive for the delivery Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about it in the sense. No, but their family comes from a very traditional family, so her her by tradition include religion in yeah, it. Yeah, reli- like they're very religious. So his uh, her father actually um, he like goes to the mosque a lot. So they like you know how it works. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I have a daughter. She's so it was a community this, thing. Yeah, it was a community thing. And was she young or was she uh, how old she was she? She was nineteen. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's yeah. still being. Yeah, it's still be, it's still out there. Okay. A lot of conservative Muslims they want to you know get married in the in the how do we like quote unquote halal way, yeah, which yeah. is like you know the clean way. The clean way. So yeah. Yeah, and it worked for them. Well, yeah, I'm, they have I'm guessing kids. it does work for some. It doesn't work for others. And must it be obvious connecting to people based on what last name, your job, your looks? Mm. That's like Tinder on crack. <laughs> no but it is because it's more detailed pretty much it's like the old tinder it's like how it used to be before right so what you had your job and your fa- last name on it and they would check your family no. heritage <laughs> but i mean like on to meet somebody and tell them i this is what i do this is what i want ah, yeah, and, yeah, the, you the know basic, yeah 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 and i just want to add especially the beliefs like whatever if you're like oh uh, if you know the quran for example like oh he's a good guy to oh consider. those are like those it's are like in the on the checklist yeah it's in the checklist does Definitely. he pray so does what he it, pray so, his so, five prayers a day so what is the checklist if you would come and put a checklist today religion well yeah culturally religious so let's just say your mom would go hunting for well if he's a good muslim that's the first so what's foremost. the definition of a there's good muslim there's five pillars times a day that he comes from a good family who like so what's a good family that's the thing so it's reputation still has value today like going back to the motherland type of thing oh i know that last family they come from this village or this city they're respected and stuff like that what happens when the info comes back and they're like yeah listen their family fucked up they have a bad reputation and they can never break the cycle it's a good question um, I don't think it's about like the city or or where wherever they they were born or lived. I think it's more of uh, you know, do his father goes to the mosque? Uh, does she wear hijab? Um, does she pray? Um, have she ever been in other intense relationship that everybody knows about? You know, like is she? I'm not, it's word. a fact che- uh, what's it called not fact it's check fast, it's fast, a uh, eco check whatever yeah. <laughs> credit yeah. line checking and everything yeah but but you know um, um, even in the workplace of like some like let's say like uh, like I'll give you an example my store mm-hmm. uh, was looking for some employees and then I found one and then uh, my uncle who comes from a, like a he's like about maybe <laughs> 58 from, mm-hmm. from older generation he goes to me he's like yes um this girl that you brought, uh, she applied online, whatever. He's like, yeah, she comes from a good family. Uh, I know. And this is just for a job. Yeah. At a yeah at a butcher shop. At a butcher shop. <laughs> okay. at, at the cash. And he's like, yeah, I know her brother. I used to. So meaning that you can trust him. Yeah, I'm like, uh, what does that have to do with like 
for me, it has nothing to do because she could come from a good family, but she's still her own person. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and she's wearing poetic justice 100%. with Tupac thing on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not to say like Tupac is bad, but yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. aren't you a big fan of Tupac? I am, but I'm who is like, not? <laughs> I'm like, why is he shitting on Tupac? <laughs> no, I'm like, but this this was. This was the 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 how should I say the the attributes that my uncle was giving me. I was like, dude, she hasn't been here, and hasn't been like three hours. Like, chill, calm yeah. down, you know. He's like, no, no, we need to get her again. Her, I know her parents. I know her brother. She's getting married to the store. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I I found it weird, but now that you guys are talking about it, I'm like, you know what? The older generation really like holds on to it still. Do you guys mostly hire Lebanese? No, I have Tunisians, Moroccans, okay. uh, but because they have to understand like Arabic. Yeah, for because sure. Because for sense. like aura pickups on the phone and, and your clientele like demands it. Yeah, but what's weird, what's the the thing that's interesting is that like now, well, it's been a couple of years we've been shifting from a from a very Arabic clientele to like I would say like maybe 60, 40, 60 is Arabic and 40 is just Yeah, but all just over. to precise something, it's not because necessarily because you're Lebanese, it's mostly the neighborhood too. That yeah, that too, that too. But like they have, yeah, they have to speak like Arabic, but they have to speak like Lebanese, which, oh yeah. Because uh, I had a, I had some issues uh, with like, I hired a, a Moroccan girl and she couldn't understand the Lebanese dialect. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't like I couldn't hire her unfortunately like she had all the uh, toutes les compétences but yeah, yeah. she couldn't understand people when they were talking so yeah. I'm like oh, I it makes sense too. you know it sucks but we're not claiming you're racist or anything like that no. <laughs> I, I hired <laughs> some Algerians as well oh don't do that <laughs> why don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> but I, I think with the with the culture of like the music of the Lebanese songs yeah. all over the Arab world most of the Lebanese people, like most of the Arabic people, like they do understand Lebanese. Yeah, they do understand. Yeah, like it's 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 very simple. It's they very simple understand. to get yeah. understand it. Yeah. Okay, Masara is very exceptional because her two brother-in-laws are Lebanese. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you guys understand Lebanese? Yeah, yeah. Me so so. I'm learning. I'm learning though. <laughs> like he said, the songs played a big, big, big role because I'm a big Arab uh, so, song. Arabic. I yeah. I love Arabic music, uh, so I. I and I have I had a lot of friends like I grew up in a the school that I went to was an Arab school oh it was um, okay named Ecole Musulmane de Montréal so sounds serious oh it, it was not <laughs> it was a joke <laughs> is it just a, uh, only girls in school no 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 it's boys Mixed? and girls so it was it was modern it, it was seriously it was very special school it's still like it's now it's not what it used to be before but back in the days it was uh, it was something special can you elaborate please? oh god because <laughs> i want to know what we special want, is we want details yeah that's it give so, me the juice so it was all arabic it was arabic pakistan so it was it was like all you muslims. know all muslims right so all type of west of, yeah, western asia eastern asia exactly uh, the middle east the middle all. east and so it was all arabic mostly mostly arabic and uh, it was guys and girls and you know like we had to wear a uniform we had to wear the hijab and like it was it was a little bit like the muslim de <laughs> oh, were they were they like uh, separate the guys and the no, girls no 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 absolutely okay. not modern, so modern. it was it was very very modern it was very very religious very religious um and we were like a big family because the school was very very small we were like what 150 students 
that's it, and like all secondaire, but I was there primaire, secondaire, but I'm not talk secondaire only. So it was a huge family. Everybody loved, mm-hmm. everybody loved each other, and uh, it was de Gracie. It was very, it was de Gracie, de, de Gracie, Muslim de Gracie. Was there separation among you guys just because of the country you came from, or Absolutely because I'm guessing not. there's for those who don't know, there's many types of Muslims. So Shiites, Sunnites, and then you go into one million other groups. We had everything. We had Shia. We had Sunnah. We had. Uh, and was that an issue among you guys, or not at all? Not at it all. It was very strict, though. Like guys and girls weren't allowed to date or hold hands in high school. Like, and you went to that school too? Um, no, I went to the primary of that school. My okay. sister did primary and secondary. She did everything, but me, like, damn, and survived. Secondary to one talk about I'm it. Never yes. gonna go back there. Yes. yes. Have you? No, you haven't been. No. No, you went to Centex. Yeah. Gangsta shit. <laughs> <laughs> I went to that school. Got kicked out after a couple of months. But anyway, good old, good old days. So, okay. So Muslim schools, I guess, yeah. Every community has those schools anyway. <clears throat> the Jewish community has them. Wow. The Greeks. You had like Quran classes. Uh, Islamic, Islamic classes. Studies. You had uh, the prayer of the Hud at one o'clock yeah, on 15. Like it was very like Muslim. Was it a private school? or It was, it was like a, a private, private school, school, yeah. You know yeah, how much it cost to go there? Yeah. Yeah. C'est comme quoi, yeah. 2000 pièces par semestre ou 3000? If I have no idea. They were young. They didn't pay those bills. Yeah, no. they didn't, didn't. No. Interesting. But it was. But it it's was, a small school. It still exists sm- today. It still exists today, but it, it's not what it used is to the, be. Before. Is the education like top notch? Are you talking about other education? than religion, like, like French, uh, like, English? No, no like yes, it was like it, not that it was top notch. It wasn't top notch. Like if so, it's I mostly for to, religion purposes. No, 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 no. It was it was education. Like it was we had math, we had physics. Yeah, we yeah had but their focus, their main focus, was mostly that. No, we had only like one Islamic study per per, per semaine, one Quran per semaine. So when you say Islamic, you're talking history wise. The evolution. History, yeah. Yeah, so mm. Islam yeah. through time. Yeah, exactly. And well, then what, one is what, the what type of teaching is it like Saudi Arabia type of teaching of like uh, Islam? Like it's like a Wahhabi type of Islam or a Sufi or no 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 yeah. it was the history like you said it was like Same the you know how 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 Islam started so, so they pretty much show you both sides then after that separation after the death of Muhammad and exactly then... like the whole history of Muhammad basically okay. that's what it was mm-hmm. okay so it gives them both it gives them the history the difference between both mm-hmm. yeah. it's like Christians with Orthodox and stuff like that again yeah. at the end no the reason why I asked because Saudi Arabia invests a lot like all over the world and like you know um fun like schools because they want to teach their own their way of their islam, version their version of islam so mm. they're, they're very big on like funding schools Sufis and things like especially, that yeah yeah, yeah they go big. into like very depth but they omit some information you know it's politics at the end yeah, of the day it is. still it's what it is yeah but so is that important now at home so now you went through all this you get all this information is this information that you would actually sit down and have a conversation with your parents or with your kids or with your siblings or I'm not a religious person. Have you always been like that or is it something that I had my uh, I had my phases with everything. Like be- after finishing high school I went to a phase where like cuz you don't really like you just learn the history of Islam right there but in our um in our home the education of my family we were very 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 religious. Like, Are you still today? No, we're not. Okay. But I wear the hijab until I was 18 years old and I removed it. Wow. So I came from a very religious background. Like my father passed away when I was eight, but then Sorry. he 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 
went into this community of of Islamic community. We mm-hmm. went deep inside, and when he passed away, we kind of stayed in this community. So we had so we had a very religious um, education. It was like social pressure. Absolutely, yeah, very, very, very. And what made it? What made it? break i guess you know when it's like too much too much it mm-hmm. kind of explodes that's, so who's the first member to, to break the chain i i <laughs> am she was I moses am. she's the one who spread the seed <laughs> exactly. you said it exactly yeah this is enough <laughs> yeah i i kind of said said but, i can't so you're the black sheep of the family absolutely yeah okay. but yeah. but do you think that like those teachings that are like in, engraved in you like help you today or is it was it just like I don't even want to, I don't even think about it. I don't want to go there. I don't even use it. No, it did. It did. did. Yeah, it did. It did. It did a lot because it helped me kind of finding my my own path, you know, mm. having that education and having what I learned from myself and from what my experience taught me. I kind of merged those two and it made me who I am today. So I'm very happy that I had that experience. Would you repeat it to your kids? No. No. So no. now you're newly married. Your husband is from the same background, technically speaking, than you. Is he religious? Yes. He, really, uh, no. He's a modern religious? He's a modern religious. Yeah. He does believe in Islam. He has it inside of him, which I respect and which I, you know, I love him for it. Uh, and I love the fact that he doesn't. Impose it on Impose you. Impose it on me. So now the next question will come about eventually. I'm guessing you want kids. Yeah, of course. So what would you teach your kids or would you not teach? Like just inform them and then let them make a decision or would you guide them or give them pointers? I want my kids to kind of know what's out there and make their own decision. I want I want them to know what is Islam. I want them to know what is religion. I want them to know what is you know like just basic values you know and i want them to make their own decision out of it i don't want to impose anything on them like my husband maybe has another view like of course he wants his kids to be to be muslim and maybe in the beginning you know we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna clash we are uh, you know it's it's gonna happen but sorry hold on I just have to make myself comfortable. Be I'm comfortable. Sorry. It's important. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I mean, we're talking about it right now, and and we had clashes right now. But my own belief and his own belief, and at the end, we just came into a conclusion that you do you, boo, and I do me. But how do you do that with kids? Yeah. With kids, I think that you know, like the education of. I want them I I want values first, you know, and I don't think religion well religion is not how can I say? Like there's the values first and then there's yeah, religion. Yeah. But you know basically what I mean? if you take all religions, they have the fundaments of good values, right? It, you know, family, respect, honesty, don't kill. Yeah. I feel like you want to educate your kids in the value of love and not fear. Because I feel sometimes religion can be um fearful for some people like that's how how we were educated as young kids like we always saw as like oh you got to fear god because you will go to hell but i feel like what she's trying to say is that i want to value them that you know 
God is God and always come to him as, you know, in a loving manner, yeah, not in a fearful manner. Thank so, you very okay. much for bringing this up. I'm just going to add to it. Absolutely. Like uh, values and I just don't want them to have any fear towards God because that's what we had. We had fear and and I want the love to come and no fear at all and that's what I want to But basically it was a boogie monster story, right? So if you do good you go to heaven, you do bad you go to hell. Yeah. It's pretty much that. Yeah. yeah. Again, it is what it is. I'm not saying that their intentions were good. I just find with time and evolution it evolved into like a dictatorship mostly do this or else type of thing where you don't so if tomorrow your child comes home is like listen uh, i connect with buddhism or i don't know what good for you as long as the values are good exactly good well, let's say you. he wants to become christian and get like baptized <laughs> <laughs> that was always my thing why that's an issue for you i uh, know i don't know like what if he comes and he's like oh i want to get baptized and like, so okay so you're 30 what now 38 37 37 You're in a relationship? I have no idea how to answer that question. Because then it goes into deeper because now we're going to talk just religion, but we can talk about sexual orientation. We can talk about... Exactly. It's the same thing. I, I was thinking about that. It's the same thing. It's like if your kid come and be like, Dad, I'm gay. What are you going to do? No, but that's you, it. you have to be prepared You have today to be prepared for everything. For many things. Their you first know. tattoo, their first piercing, their first time getting drunk, high. Again, these are possibilities. I'm not saying it will happen. It's possibilities. So in your case, now, you're Lebanese, she's Tunisian. Mm -hmm. You're both Muslim, but not from same branches of Islam. Mm -hmm. So all this is, is it a subject of conversation that you guys have or should have eventually? No, um, all the girls I've dated before were non-Arabic and non-Muslim. Okay. So that wasn't an issue, but now... No, it's not an issue. Like that, that she's like Tunisian and I'm Lebanese. Yeah, yeah. No, but no. is it maybe for you? No? No. Mawa's saying no with her face for the people that, you know, because Mawa thinks we're filming this. We're on YouTube Live. Yeah, that's No, it. Uh, for me, it's never been like a, a big issue, but I would say that as I'm getting older, getting to know myself, I'm a little bit more attached to the religion, but not like uh, from a, let's say a strict, type of perspective type of way but you just the, have faith but the faith and the fundamentals of it yeah Masara the most silent person I've ever heard in my life <laughs> and usually she has a lot to say <laughs> she's getting ready <laughs> she stretched a bit yeah so what's your thoughts on this well um, honnêtement je... mm-hmm. oh, sorry sorry <laughs> Just more work to edit. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta get comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And I have to find my word in English. You it's can okay. say it in French. Say it in French. Say it in French. Okay. No worries. Dans, we'll translate. Dans le fond, c'est que exactement chaque personne a sa façon de voir la religion. Et moi, pour moi, personnellement, j'ai une, une, une belle expérience avec la religion. Et je pense que pour, like, for my kids, I want them to have the base. Like, you know, knowing there's a God, knowing that there's prayers, uh, read the Quran maybe, you know, this is like kind of important a little bit for me, but yeah. But the, would you marry somebody that's not Muslim? Uh, no. Would you marry somebody that's not Algerian? Yeah. Okay. 
So religion, yes. He Nation, just, not necessarily. He, no, he just need to be Muslim. Like everyone have converted to Muslim or born Muslim. Is that really an issue nowadays? No, no, it's not an issue. It's just he have to be Muslim. He have to be like he know that there's God and that's it. I don't. I don't need him to be total and like totally in in the religion Islamic, but that he's Muslim. Yes, is very important for me. Interesting. So you meet somebody, he's really great, and this, this, and that, and yet he's not Muslim. Maybe he will be open to become Muslim, no? Yeah, maybe, maybe he. But I don't. So want by the time you guys have kids, he has to be Muslim. It's as simple as that. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't want him to become Muslim. Muslim because of me. I want him to become maybe you Muslim. Maybe he discovered the light. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, he discovered the light, but he have to 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 learn what's what's Islam first. Yeah, yeah. I know? think you have a friend that one her husband converted to. Islam. Well, my 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 aunt, her husband, oh, he's right. a French guy, and he's he's converted to Islam, and he know he know about Islam, you know, like he's he's he have his prayer. And but for people to convert, I think it's like Christianism and Judaism. They have to go through like a course type of thing. No, they just no, have to go I, to I, uh, to the mosque. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think for Muslims it's is as strict. <laughs> just come. Yeah, just no, come. We want. I don't, I don't think it's as strict. Oh yeah. For Muslims, it's actually one of the easiest religion to convert. You just exactly. have to say a shahada, which is like a phrase, uh, that, and then you're a Muslim. Yeah. yeah. Muslims are so easy. Divorce yeah. is just say divorce three times. <laughs> and it's over. They are. They are. <laughs> so easy. They just want you to join. <laughs> just free. free. We give iPads. Just come. Three hundred dollars a few. <laughs> yeah, but you know, at the end, despite like despite. Islam, it's a really, really simple religion. Like, there's a lot of but people. Aren't all religions simple? Yeah, they are. They are simple, but it's just and now on, like. Because technically, if you compare the three major religions, mono, you know, the one that believe in one God, I think Muslims are the most complicated. They're the ones with the five pillars. Well, yeah. actually, no. I think it would be the Jew. Uh, Judaism. The Jew. I think Judaism, Judaism is, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, they're complicated yeah. just to become a Jew. You have to yeah, be from a, your mother's side, uh, and it has to be. I had, a, I had, a, I had a friend. She converted to Judaism, and I think it's been like four years. Yeah, she's yeah. going through the course, and yeah. she still hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a friend. It took her five years. It's yeah, very tough. The Torah, like yeah, 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 they, of, yeah. And they have to go and have these meetings with the the rabbi. Yeah, it's like you know. At some point, I wanted to go like for a. Uh, like a coffee with her and she's like no we can't go there I'm like why she's like I don't want people from the community to see me and you're not my boyfriend I'm like what the like, yeah why? but yeah. usually when you convert like the people that I know that converted to Islam for example are the most intense people absolutely yeah. Yeah. I, but yeah. again because if they decide to go through all the process to become Muslim and to claim they're Muslim they must be in it to win it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's not like you're going to come in and half-ass it. Yeah, yeah, I'm Muslim from uh, Sunday to Tuesday type <laughs> of thing. Especially if you go from one community to the other. Mm. Christians, they just put you in water and God no, bless you. No, but they, they, there's a course. I think you, you go through a course. You go through a course. Christians you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. You go yeah, yeah. You have to go with the priest too. You go too. through a course and all of that. But I think Orthodox is more strict than the, the Catholics. Like Orthodox, you have to go through a course, but like for... God yeah, knows yeah. how many months. The Catholics, I think you just go through like one course and then within the month or whatever. I think the easiest become, religion, I think it's Buddhism. You don't even need to go anywhere. Just, yeah. yo, just claim. <laughs> you <gotta> meditate. <laughs> That's it. You claim it and it's yours. The enlightenment. But again, not because it worries me in the sense, well, it worries me. No, as I was going, you know, through life, I've met a lot of people from different backgrounds, different religions, and some were really intense. Some were really easygoing. Some transformed to something very intense. Mm. 
and some just remain very because a lot of Algerians that I know are super stuck on religion and then once they get married it's like okay I've done my my duties now we're cool we can chill okay. it's really weird I think it's I meant it's the contrary for what my experience is I feel like when Arab in general <laughs> uh, like Arab men yeah, yeah Arab all men. out and then when they get they, married they're yeah. like oh yeah yeah no yeah. that I get I was mostly talking about women women are gonna go through you know the good girl do this do that and then once they have a husband their first child all of a sudden you know they start having That's a drink here and there chilling it easy like I've done good all my life can I come and relax Mo- anyway a lot of Algerians that I know I've never met any of them. It's the contrary for what I've met. People just, in, when they're young and when they're not married, they're like all out, even for girls. And then when they're married, that's when they kind of become So, so I'll put it in a religious. different perspective. So what you're saying here is those who go all out are usually the ones that don't um, declare it. They do what they have to do. They have their skeletons in the closet. Yeah. Then they get married. And then yeah. once they get married, they're like, hey, I have a husband, I have a ring. No more facade. So the like you know. But what's interesting is once they hit a certain age, fifty, fifty-five, sixty, then all of a sudden, especially men, rediscover God. Mm. I guess it's the fear of death. At sixty, yeah, for sure. My yeah. uncle used to be the biggest party guy, and then he hit a certain age, and he was like, "Allahu Akbar." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was God, like, just no. But he literally told me this guy used to drink literally a bottle of Jack Daniels a day. And then I was like, so what happened? Like, did you get the enlightenment? He's like, nah. He's like, I'm thinking about death now. Ah. I'm going to mm. put, you know, chances on my but side. You, but you can die every day. Exactly. Like, yeah, but now it's old age. Now Before, old you know, age. car, you can't, you can't control that. Now you start having, you know, first heart attack, sickness. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, shit. Like the if fear I die, crawls in. <laughs> and if there is actually a heaven or hell, <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's okay with that too. It keeps you calmer. Again, as you grow older, you have tendency of being less wild and less curious about life. And then yeah. you just settle in. Unless you're like the opposite. You've been like chill. And then you hit 40, 45. And then you go through like a couple of divorces. And you go nuts. couple of divorces? What is this? I've known some guys like this. Mm. They were good, good up until like they went through the first divorce, the second divorce. Yeah, then something popped in their head. Yeah, yeah. Because they were they like, were fuck like, it. Now they're like, oh wild animals like at 55 56 yeah yeah i've parted with some with some people like this yeah so do you clash with your father for whatever you know the, the new generation and everything like that culturally speaking or what's what is okay what is not okay especially now that you're in a business with the family mm. well i clash with my father every day but it has with love to, yeah with love it has nothing to do with like uh religion or anything like this in my you family. never had a, uh, an issue mm, or a conversation no no like w- in my family, like Who, who's boss in your family? Your mom or your dad? Well, it's my dad, but my mom like kind of whispers in his ear. <laughs> so, yeah. so she's the boss. She's the boss. She just doesn't <laughs> like to dirty her hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's like, like, go and handle them. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like most most Arab uh, families is like the guys is more relaxed, but then they're more they were more strict on my sister. Like my f- my parents were very strict on my sister. You only have one sister, right? Only got one sister and a brother. And a brother, like me and my brother, it was just free for all. She's the youngest, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. So en same plus. dynamic yeah, as my she's family. The youngest, yeah. en plus. So she was, she was more like uh, still to this day, like you know, she's not married yet, but she's eventually getting there. But still to this she day, she has somebody. She has someone. Yeah. He met the family and everything. Well, she's in Lebanon right now during the COVID, trying to meet his family to get. But he's a guy from here. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, but he like uh, Muna also he lived all his life in uh, in mm. Lebanon. Okay. Is but there a big difference? Lebanese are cool people. They're cool people, but the mentality of over there, there's 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 a difference between. Oh here, yeah, that's true because Muslims yeah. and Christians there, it's a whole story. Yeah, there. yeah. There's a lot of uh, like there's a lot of political stuff that they bring from there to here, and mm. then here we don't really want to hear about mm. it mostly. But I found like a lot of people also confuse like religion and culture and culture. Like what's really the religion, and then what's really man, man uh, added stuff to but it. But it's like a bit intertwined, thing. sadly, because it is. Yeah. Like if you take Algerians or North Africa, as is right. The original people were Berbers. They believed in rocks, and then there had so many civilizations go through them. The Romans, the the Ottoman, then the Arabs came. Well, the Arabs, not the Arabs, the Muslims came. And from there, there's a mixture. Like today, mixture and everything. Because I'll give you the most simplistic example where there's a fusion of two. So la met Fatima, you know the hand, la khamsa, right? So they put a religious twist to it, yet there is none. It's actually a cultural thing. So that hand was the hand of your generation. It's a Berber. It's an African desert. Situation and when Islam came, they did the same thing with Christianity. Because uh, the Greeks, they have the the the, the blue, blue eye. Yeah, the blue eye. eye. Yeah, we we have it too. Eye. We have yeah, the but eye that came and through the, uh, the whole Mediterranean cultural from the Greeks, the Romans, and everything. So mm-hmm. it came through, yeah. and even the Jews have the Hamza. Yeah, they have. They but have that it. story towards that was when they left Egypt. Some went to Israel. Some went to Ethiopia of today, mm-hmm. and some went all the way to Morocco of today. That's why there's a community there. And the Berbers were the one protecting them when they were running after them. So they gave them the Hamza just to tell them, you're part of us. Mm-hmm. So we got your protection. So that's where the... They have it. The but the only the Jews in Morocco have it. If you go to Israel, they have no idea what that is. If you go to Iraq and put the Hamza, they have no idea what that is. Mm, that does not exist. But to make it more socially okay, they gave it the name of uh, Lament Fatima. Mm-hmm. And then it was the sister, the prophet, the father, the kids, like every member that was living under his roof type of thing mm-hmm. and they gave it a little twist type mm-hmm. but sadly well sadly it's forgotten now with time only a few knew about it but it's cultural mm-hmm. so you don't want to you know confuse people because the thing is they realized even Christians did it to the Jews did it for you to actually absorb a community and for them not to feel threatened you have to combine what they believe in with what you're trying to teach them in one direction Constantine actually did it for Christianity. Mm-hmm. Christmas, the December 25th, is not actually the real date of Jesus. Everybody yeah. knows that it was yeah. in September yeah. somewhere. Yeah. But it was already pagan uh, a religion. It was So what they did was, they're like, we're going to give that date that they already know, and we're going to give it a Christian reason. Mm-hmm. That way the transition will be a lot easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that man added, obviously, to the... Uh, I think everything was man added if you think about it because every book technically speaking was even though the Quran was through an angel technically speaking it was a human hand that wrote it even though it's a miracle the way it was written and everything like that mm-hmm. if you think about the Bible it was man written yeah, La was- Torah was man written then the Ten Commandments that's another story it was a bush but anyway it was a light. <laughs> <laughs> he spoke to, us, to a burning to bush. A I'm light. not making fun of it. It was just when you think about it now, yeah. you know, it was a burning bush and then he gave him 10 commandments and voila. But do you guys feel like nowadays, like this whole, like, you know, the, the stuff that sin is just, just mentioned, the, the cultural thing being cultivated and those things. I think, like, do you guys think now, does it still hold weight in this new generation that of we... Of course. 
I don't know. These but, like these like twenty year olds. I don't think they care, man. No, actually, wait. This is funny because it, they don't care. Maybe here because we're a minority. What's interesting is you see here. If you come to Montreal, Moroccans, Algerians, Tunisians are going to chill together. Go to Algeria and ask it, uh, an Algerian. Well, Tunisians were cool with them. Moroccans and Algerians usually hate each other. Yeah. Well, the borders are closed. Yet yeah. we hear is Maghreb United. It, it makes no sense to me, in the sense that they come with this cette fierté. Mm. Yet when they come here, because we're we're not many, so to have more numbers, we unite. But does it still hold weight, like knowing about like history, religion? But a lot of people don't know their history. If you go and see an Algerian, they're gonna say they're Arabic. It's really ironic. It's it's again, who cares today? Yet they will come. Ninety nine point nine percent of people that are not Berbers are gonna claim they're Arabic. Yet all North Africa are Berbers. They have Berber blood. And then the fusion and with who and what and where, because I keep on telling everybody, when the Muslims came, when the Romans came, they didn't come with their wives. So when they mixed, they mixed with the people that was there. So it was the Berbers. So now if you lost your culture or they fused it or they changed it for it to be molded better for you, a lot of people don't know their history. Well, I have I have blue eyes and I'm pale. Yeah. It's probably from the croisade. For, for sure, yeah. there's a million, million, some, million, million. Some guy came from, but that's what from I'm saying. But that's why when you go back to, especially, well, I, I can't speak for Tunisia and Morocco, but Algerians, I know us for the Berber community, they can literally pinpoint what village you came from. My mom's village is only my mom's last name. Mm. Mm. They stuck together. They're on top of a yeah. mountain. So it's like a tribe. Yeah, like but tribe. we're mostly tribes. In North which Africa. is which is usually what the Arab, village, Arab right? It's like the the village. But in Kabylie, so the 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 west, no east side of Algeria, it's mostly mountains. So what what would happen is you take that mountain, I'll take that mountain, I'll have my you know olive trees, I'll have my two three cows, and we're going to be like seven eight ten families because usually when you get married, you bring your wife to the household, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. it's you your kids with their wives and their kids and it stays there if you go to my mom's village it takes about an hour it's a question of 30 kilometers but it takes two hours to get there because you're going zigzags going up a mountain you go there and the cemetery there I can literally go back to my great 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 grandfather on my mother's side they're all there there. it's a whole cemetery with all the last names but if you go into my father's side (laughs) good luck it's a different story yeah they mixed so much they traveled so much they were mostly Mm. farmers so they were lower at the bottom compared to my mom were mostly people from uh, the mountains so depending on what generation Mm. my father's side there's a very religious side very very religious and the other side are very like but nowadays that we're all mixing with each other right because say like Mm -hmm. Uh, we're like marrying people from different my kids are mixed. Uh, sect, uh, my religions, kids are and ultra mixed. mixed. Like I would never in a million years thought that I was gonna get married to a Tunisian man. I didn't want to get married I, to a Tunisian I, man. I didn't know I was gonna have an Arabic girlfriend. I was like, for me, yeah. this is like a no-no. Yeah, because like, you never tried. Exactly. Oh, that, I tried maybe once or twice, and I was like, yeah, no, you, know. you didn't try well. I didn't. I didn't have the, the Tunisian right. Halisa. You, you, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't have, I didn't have the right one. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that is so cute and so cool. Oh, <laughs> it's so cute. If Paula would be here, she would be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the question is, is that like, let's say your kids, right? Yes. Are they really gonna care about like where they're from? And but that's like, the thing. Like, that's really the parents. Gonna... That's where the parents come in play. So if the parents care, they will care. If but, the parents don't care, they don't care. But, no, but let's but say like, I don't think so. I. 
well, because the thing is, my parents are one way. Again, now they're young. They're 12 and 10. So just to give you an idea for my kids, they're two-thirds Algerian, mm. right? 75% Algerian. Mm-hmm. That, that last 25 is half German, half Jewish Moroccan. It's true, yeah. Amen. So they can be technically on paper, Christian, Jew, or Muslim. <laughs> it's their pick. Literally, they have, like legally speaking, to become a Jew wouldn't be a problem because it's on their mother's side type so, of thing. So you give mm-hmm. them the freedom to decide. No, 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 no. It's not a no. question of freedom. So I teach them everything. Okay. I teach them everything. And then you let them decide. But they're going to ask automatically what I am. Mm. And if I give it importance or not, they will take it from there. So that's that weighs a lot. Did they, did they start asking at of that course. age? No, yeah. no, we, my, okay. I talk politics to my kids. Okay. Because nice. my biggest fear as a parent is my kids being ignorant. Yeah. So I need to teach them But everything. there's not a lot of people like you nowadays, man. Like, Good for me. From what I see. <laughs> they'll like, have an advantage. From what I see, I'm like, gonna my, be my, like my friends who have kids, like, they don't, they're not going to care if his kid, like, let's say, uh, uh, knows knows or like who but cares the, but you have to because just my daughter going to school in her class of 27 I think there's like 11 different countries yeah. 11 different countries maybe 9 or 10 different cultures 5 or 6 different religions I don't want them to be in a place and they're like what is that yeah. or who is that yeah, you're right. and stuff like that so you mm-hmm. give them the tools you tell them where they're from this is what this is when we had the conversation about Black Lives Matter with my kids right it was in the news Mm. So I was like, you guys go to school, you have black friends, you have brown friends, you have white friends. I don't want you to get in there without having the tools, the proper tools. It's like literally giving them a, a lunchbox in the morning. You want to give them whatever they need to survive out there. It's very important. Exactly. It's no. knowledge, you know, your kids needs needs that knowledge in order to get out in the world and, and we, we live in a so diverse world, Montreal. you know, Montreal, mm. there's everything. A melting pot of everything. <laughs> And like the bullies and everything mm-hmm. that's coming that comes with it, your kid needs to have the tools to to first of all know and defend themselves and and have that knowledge in their head to know how to respond to to whatever life throws at them at so, a young age. So you would you would educate them on the various absolutely. Various, uh, it's important, but you're an example in the sense that if you're very religious or you do your prayer, you for sure your kids are going to ask you, "What, what is are you that?" Doing? Yeah. Now. Even though you teach them all the other religions, the fact that you pick that, chances are it's a higher chance they will not necessarily follow. Maybe they'll go even more or maybe less, but they will at least tilt towards that. And especially when she said Montreal is a melting pot. You can cross the street and literally cross 20 different nations. Absolutely. So from Asia to any anything, anywhere you want. So today in Montreal, being a racist would be like hell. Because it's impossible. You know, so exists, no? no, no, but yes, but it's not. It's not. No, that's why I keep on repeating. Montreal people, no matter who they are, are not racist. They're ignorant. There's a big difference. They just yeah. fear what they don't know. They don't hate. They don't. They didn't wake up and they're like, "Hey, I hate the Asians or the Indians or the blacks or the Arabs." It's l'ignorance because it's what's portrayed. Now, go and ask a Quebecer, a white guy, what's the difference between an Arab and a Muslim? They won't know. Yet. La or they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, or they do. Pas, some do. You know, no, no, some all, do. But yeah. I'm just saying those who are racist or ignorant, <laughs> yeah, they won't sure. be able to s- the decipher the difference between both. Well, m- m- like me, I, I I saw like, I would say in Montreal, like we're, we're diving into racism now. Or I don't know if we're going to want to do that. It's part of the whole process anyway at home and family. Because Have you been victim of racism? In the corporate world, 
let's say that I've that I was in, there was a lot of racism. Like let's say like certain positions were only given to if because your last of your last name, name was like Lefebvre or, uh, because clearly you're or the whitest Bélan, Bélanger, you're the whitest like, Lebanese I know yeah exactly <laughs> so, but you know blue eyes with the yeah like uh, when I was younger and would take the bus and I would you know I used to wear the hijab also like I had a lot of you know people like mostly white people who wouldn't want to sit next to me or you know like because they didn't know very, anything better yeah, than like what they, they saw on they TV. They were like very fearful. Like you, you, you just feel that energy, you know? How, how old were you in, uh, wait, September uh, 11th, uh, 2001? I was, I know, I was in secondary. Cause you I see, was so, seven years old. Seven. Okay, so when that happened, 15. I was 21. Uh-huh. 20, yeah, 21. 22, actually. And I was a lot older. Before that event, the racism that I faced was extremely light in the sense that they didn't know they got a little bit scared but it wasn't like are you this are you that the media it's implemented fear so that's what they keep on showing you grew up in a in a immigrant neighborhood or mostly like i I grew up everywhere so i'm born in the states so it was very white portland you can't get any whiter than that okay and then i lived in mexico don't speak spanish here we go again Mm -hmm. and then my biggest where I was the biggest victim of, I don't know if it's racism, was in Algeria. In Algeria? Holy snap. They because hated you, me because for them, they called me the American. Because uh, for them, the what they saw on TV, that means I had to be rich. Yeah. Right? The American dream. Right? And you have to understand, I grew up in the 80s. Mm. I'm born in 79. So in the 80s, you know, Rumble, Terminator, all that shit, that's the only thing they watched on TV. Schwarzenegger. Exactly. Yeah. So Americans, you know, Beverly Hills, the big cars, everybody was the rich. The Hummer, the Hummer. You never saw even the poor people looked rich in the movies. Yeah. So sure. when I got there, I didn't speak Arabic. Come in, there was no, you know, those classes to teach you Arabic. It's just you come in and how learn, long did you stay in Algeria? Five years. Wow. And every day I had to fight. Mm. Every day. Because I would get something. Oh, let me steal. Would take it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's survival of the fittest. So at one point I wasn't a big boy. So if you can't beat up ten people, you learn how to run fast and that's pretty run, much it forest run exactly you have to use your brain you have to be just smarter right finish school earlier run quicker don't look back and stuff like that and that was the country that i have on my heart today anybody asks they know i'm algerian yet that country where it was i was the most victim mm. of i don't know if it's racism but ignorance let's just say at best mm. then i got here i fought it with skinheads here here in Montreal. here there were skinheads in the early 90s with the Doc Martens and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, c'était fashion là, avec, yeah, le, yeah. avec la chaîne. Là. Well, exactly, in the wallet uh, and the stuff wallet. like that. I actually lost lost my bus pass. <laughs> you Running that. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. Then when I got to Centex, Centex was a melting pot of culture. Yet, it took me some time because I was new in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There weren't that many Algerians at that time. Actually, when I was there, I was the only Algerian in Centex. Go to Centex today, that's all there is. Mm. But before, my good friends was one Lebanese, one Egyptian, one Somalian, one Asian. Okay, so it's the mix, uh, mix, uh, but Algerians did not exist. There was a lot of Lebanese. Yeah, we, we came in the in late 80s, early exactly. 90s. You guys of, were there because of the civil war, yeah. Exactly. So yeah. there was a lot of Lebanese, Asians, Italians, and the rest. There was a lot more Moroccans then than now. Yeah. Moroccans were the first yeah, one from the first from wave to the come Maghreb here. to mm. come. Because everybody came here uh, end of 90s, early 2000 here, the Algerians, because of what was going on back home. Mm-hmm. So your parents got here when? 
Um, very young, actually. My mom came here 21 years old. And, what uh, year? You remember? I think it was the same time yeah. as my mom came. It was came. like in the early 80s. 80s, yeah. Yeah. And my father came later, maybe, I think, in 30. Okay. Yeah. So in the 80s. So did you, yeah. did you face racism here? or? I didn't, no. Never, huh? No. Syntax. I never uh, had uh, this, uh, this thing. I'm happy for that. But, uh, yeah. See, when I uh, graduate from high school, because we were in this community of Arabs only, you know, so mm-hmm. when I graduated from high school and going out into the world, it was like another world because I've never really like college, out. college, yeah, college yeah, or like work or which college did you go to? Uh, Vanier. <laughs> oh, now it's so, English. So Vanier was English. It was all Greek people. It was it was it, it was another melting pot. Beaucoup de Libanais aussi, non? Beaucoup de Libanais, mais mais aussi in the work field, right? Mm-hmm. Because je, on, on était tellement comme dans une petite bulle de arabes que sortir like de cette bulle c'était c'était un gros gros choc. En plus que moi j'ai enlevé le foulard et comme mm. I, I I got out of this bubble. Right, so it was. It was. Uh, and then you get in this community where nobody's judging you, nobody really cares, and they're like, "What's going on here? Yeah. Nobody's asking me questions. Why are you not wearing this? Why are you yeah. not doing that?" And, and we were educated, like my like my mom and whatever the family was like. Oh, we only chill with Muslims, Arab. Don't don't go and make friends out of our uh, out of our circle. It was like a no no, you know. Mm. So getting out of there that was was uh, was a challenge, but yeah. But I'm sure now it's probably. Um, it's a treasure in that sense because I think about my kids they know they see the people around me it goes from culture to culture if you just look eh? at your basics I have an Italian friend I had a Lebanese friend I have an Asian friend an Asian friend so like my kids cannot be ignorant when it comes to cultures now after that the education wise on religion uh, superstitions and stuff like that it's important for me to teach them this exists now at the end of the day do you like I said, my mom's super superstitious, right? Super, super, super. Then my kids are looking at me like, what is this from? I'm like, there's no rational reason where this comes from. <laughs> well, I don't think so, but it does exist. Now, at the end of the day, if it does not harm people around them, do you. I gave this example once. I had this guy that never changed his socks when we were playing soccer because as long as we did not lose. Uh-huh. And everybody's like, that's so nasty. I'm like, hey, he's not hurting anybody. Maybe my nose here and there a bit. Mm-hmm. But overall, that makes him feel comfort, security. Do you. Yeah. As long as you're not harming, you're not pushing down other people. But you know, I'm, I'm, uh, the, the thing you did with your kids is very, it's, it's a good thing to do because I grew up like that. Like my parents didn't tell me, oh, don't, don't, don't be with Christian, Jewish, or certain people. They, they just, I, they just, they want me to be with good people. Be happy. You know, like just be happy, be with some people that they're good at school, they're educated, like some stuff like that. And it's, it's important. But I didn't have this, oh, you have to be just with Muslims because you're Muslims or... That was your decision. Yeah. That was my decision. Well, I'm not just with but Muslims, no. but... It's no, but meaning uh, well, talking about family-wise. Yeah, family it was, yeah. And all your siblings are the same? They think the same way? Yeah. Okay. See? Like even now, my sister, when they have their kids, they it's, it's the same uh, education. Mm-hmm. Like you can be friend with Christian, Jewish, you know that they, they talk about the religion. Like it's, it's very normal. It's they have they have to know. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's important. It's a knowledge it's for them. Interesting. So, if I can conclude this in a more 
civil way. <laughs> so this generation, so, okay, no, before we close it, actually, I just want to ask you guys one last question. Where do you see this after that? Like the, our kids' generation. I think there's gonna, like the more and more globalization is happening. I don't think they're gonna, this, the next generation, let's say my kids, if let's say I, like we talked about, I teach them about the stuff, but I think their kids' kids, I don't think this thing is gonna hold on. They're gonna be like, I had the grandparents that were Lebanese <laughs> and a mom that was Tunisian. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna matter at some point. It's about to assimilate. I think it's just going to assimilate into I'm Canadian yeah, yeah. or something like because that. Because the, the funny part about I'm Canadian, when I go to Algeria, I say I'm Canadian. When I travel the world, I say I'm Canadian. But here, when they ask me, I'm Algerian. I'm Algerian yeah. <laughs> See? So, but it's just the thing because a lot of people are like, you're not Canadian. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. what's your background? And then it goes up to the Algerian because yeah. I don't look like But also, one. we live in a, in, a, in, a, in a world right now where there's information in the tip of our fingers. You know, you just go on your phone and there's all everything you want to learn. So I don't feel like if people want to learn about something, want to learn about culture, different religion, different uh, pay everything is there you know you can't be ignorant right now it's like if you want to learn about something if you really want to the information is right there just go for yeah, it yeah but that's vicious too because that's why there's so many uh, distraction yeah because false information but that's, now that you that's, have a lot of information you have a lot of false information too you need to source it you know it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's learning how to source it too it's finding what you believe in what you think is good for you and then take it as your own and I, that's why I think it's going to be different for this generation because I think the knowledge is 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 easy to get, mm -hmm. you know? And we come from, like, the second generation of immigrants, so we had that, uh, like, I, we're born here, so we grew up in a totally different mentality as my mother grew up or my dad grew up in their country. Like, it's only Tunisians, so the fact that we have we have this... this honor to be living in montreal and having this so diverse city open mind an open-minded city just opens you so many doors like mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be such a good thing for our kids like to to be like to be showcasing all these different types of culture like it, it's it's a great thing i don't see it as a challenge or and it's important yeah. i mean it's so important to know different culture and different type of people and different it is you know even it, it's important but i don't think this the next generations are going to care about this, this stuff oh well you don't know i don't you don't know no, not, because, not because, no but because where i'm going to actually add to what it said what's the big difference now because before like they said tunisians lived in tunisia so that, that's all they saw but today with the <laughs> internet Globalization, everything Glo is everything like is there now. You can't you can't close your eyes. Yeah. Before, like my generation, or even when the generation, well, my generation, because the generation of my parents didn't even have satellites. We remember way back when, when I was younger, <laughs> we had these international satellites where we had TV from France or from the states, and that's pretty much all we saw. And there was like three channels, right? Mm -hmm. Now, everything's on YouTube. Everything's yeah. on. So you could even if you close your eyes, it's gonna slap you in the face. Exactly. So at the end of the day, it's or you take the info and you study it, or you ignore it and you stay ignorant. But the train will keep on going. Yeah, but it depends on each each like everyone's like, what do you value as a person? 
you know, if you're you're some 21 year old that just cares about like just wants to make money like most of them right now want to be insta famous or whatever it is or youtuber and this and that you're not gonna care like if you're next uh let's say because you're getting influenced by cultures by movements like it's not even example. cultures anymore it's movements it's, it's movements, movements. Yeah, yeah like movements like they see like kylie right with a mixed baby so the girls in their heads they're thinking oh if i'm get a mixed baby i'm gonna be rich I'm like, what kind yeah. of? I swear to I God, I don't know where you having hang. babies at such a young age. Like people are having babies in the gecko nowadays. Like yeah, but that's nothing new. If yeah, you think about like, our parents, like my mom had me at 21. My yeah, but my she aunt was, had me at married, 17. She was married, no? She was. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's the that's only thing. I mean. there, but yeah. okay, so the, the difference, what she's saying is, religion doesn't have its place anymore in the sense that you have to go through these. Now, if I like you. Yeah, I, I like, like you, you now. Exactly. I can have like, your baby now, exactly. and I don't care being single after that. That's mm. it. At the that's, end of the day, that's what I think it's. it's but that going would be definitely that. another podcast in the sense that if you go into deep, how pop culture affects movements now. Movements mm. now, but you know, like most of these countries, these closed-minded countries are being, you know, the chains are being broken because of the new generation. What's going on in Algeria right now is due to this. Mm. They saw that people are doing it. They're like, hey, we have rights too. We have, we can do movements. They do walks, marches every Friday to the T. They're actually uh, for, named for uh, the Nobel for, Prize. Pourquoi la marche pour le or against the government. Because the thing is, it's not okay. the president that they have an issue with. They want to change the whole system. Mm. Okay. So they go and take these, you know, peaceful silent march. march they actually clean the streets as they yeah. walk yeah. Yeah. i'm very yeah. proud of them i'm, yeah. I'm very really proud of them really nice. yeah it's, it's really hard nice. to believe unlike us <laughs> it's really hard to believe but again when you see the people that are walking though the ones that started this whole movement is the youngs mm. even younger than me are they like really like, like uh, i'm saying uh, that they're, fo they're following movements right no, but uh, okay so this movement that was created you have to understand même le printemps arabe in north africa that happened in tunisia and egypt started in algeria we just didn't go to war with our country simply like mm -hmm. that they decided to look at them now and again it's because the thing is they only know the first step how to overthrow a government and then after they're like, okay, That's what do we do? Because it's easy to criticize something, but before you start criticizing, you have to find a solution. But it's mm -hmm. like the Tunisian when when the big revolution mm -hmm. happened, and after that they throw the government. And right now they're in it's a deep, fucking shit show. They're, they're in deep shit right but now. But Tunisia was the El Dorado before that. Yeah. Tourism was booming. It yeah. was a beautiful country. Yeah. My parents were there for five years. It, I went there like five, six it times. It was beautiful country. And nothing. right now, it's a shit show, like you said. Because like they they're, they're, dropped the government. C'est un peuple déprimé. C'est ouais. vraiment un peuple complètement déprimé. I talked to your, your, um, your, your, your other half about this, and he was telling husband, me, husband, like, husband. husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you bugged on yeah, that one. She's actually <laughs> married, man. No, but... <laughs> But I swear, sometimes I, I, I call him mon copain. Like, I, uh, sometimes it doesn't half. come, yeah. I, my husband. No, you're allowed. He's not. Put <laughs> 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 some respect. No, and he was, he was telling me how much of a, he's like, the, the country is like pretty much bankrupt. There's no money. There's no money. There's no production of like nothing at all. There's no investment. There's no tourists. There's, there's nothing. There's and, no and hope prices are going generation. up. The thing is, is that there's money, but it's, the, the money is being Sucked, uh, sucked and, and stolen. Stolen. Stuck dry. Everybody it's stole it. So every when the government left, they left with the money. 
and then and then the other like whatever like everybody that, that were in prison came out of prison and they're the one who's stealing as well the whole mm -hmm. the whole everybody's every, taking a piece of the pie except the people but it's <laughs> everybody's stealing everything kids are into drugs like it's, it's deep a drugs depressed country like, like I, i hear i hear that tunisia i'm not to quote donald trump but tunisia is like becoming the school for like terrorism like if you want to become a terrorist you go to tunisia learn because a lot of the f the yeah. fighters that are in syria iraq whatever yeah. they all come from tunisia yeah it's true libya yeah those are the two countries that yeah. have no yeah. more government into play it's yeah. so sad though it's so egypt so sad. was the only exception but that's another political hit because yeah. of their situation with israel and blah blah blah. anyway we're not going to make this a political uh, podcast <laughs> we're going to go on and on and on so the moral of the story is educate the future that's <laughs> <laughs> simple as that there shouldn't be barriers you should be able to talk have any type of conversation without imposing I believe again this is my opinion with love with love, love. and affection oh you guys Just are loud. so cute they're even sharing a mic and everything <laughs> okay you guys disgust me <laughs> I'm a hater they're so cute so on that note thank you very much And, thank uh, you. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mario was listening to some hip hop before we go. Peace out. Hey, <laughs> hip hop for you, babe. Wait, where is it? <laughs> She was listening to Money Yo Bag. <laughs> <laughs> And on that, goodbye, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>